What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, A lot has gone on in the last couple weeks in the Housewives world, and I am excited to be back and breaking down all the hot drama. If you are missing out, I'm about to fill you in. So get ready, buckle up, because it is going to be a wild ride. Sounds really dramatic, but um, we love drama, right? (laughs) All right, so I am starting with Atlanta today. So in the previous weeks... I've been filling you guys in on this whole Nini leaks against Bravo suit that's going on. So um, basically, here is the update. Nini leaks is throwing shade on Twitter yet again, and the internet is speculating that shots she's firing are aimed at Bravo and Andy Cohen amid her ongoing lawsuit with the network and Andy. She took to Twitter just this past Wednesday and seemingly blasted the network claiming that they took job opportunities away from her i have her tweets right here and they are as follows they stop every job opportunity that comes my way i am happy i was able to help all other black women get job opportunities that are working for them he stopped me from working because i was a threat to his career yet he was able to abuse me for years i want to release these voice recordings so bad she also changed her twitter bio where she made more claims alleging that she was blacklisted and continued to insinuate that she has receipts. What she said was, blacklisted for telling the truth and not wanting to be abused anymore. Receipts. Andy has obviously yet to comment, and the lawsuit that was filed in Atlanta federal court by Nini on April 20th is still ongoing. Just as a little background, the lawsuit lists NBC Universal, Bravo, the production companies True Entertainment and Truly Original, executives from the companies, and Housewives executive producer Andy Cohen as defendants, according to documents obtained by ET, in which Nini alleged that the companies behind Housewives basically fostered and tolerated a hostile and racist work environment. In the suit, she also claims that her former co-star Kim Bierman made racially insensitive and stereotypical comments about fellow cast member Candy Burris's home, and that Kim allegedly used the N-word to refer to Nini and other members of the cast. Though Nini did not officially name Kim in the lawsuit, she was cited multiple times in the suit. Um, you know, it goes on here. Basically... There's no true update in the case. I haven't heard anything on Bravo's end. Obviously, it's unfortunate the way everything is playing out, but I will let you guys know if I hear any more information on it because it's just kind of ongoing at this point. But um, yeah, definitely unfortunate what's what's coming. I'd definitely love to hear these voice recordings that she's talking about if that lends any sort of, you know, more information into this case. That would be great for us, I guess. And Candy Burris has been on a recent episode of Housewives Nightcap. I don't know if that's a podcast or not, or I think it's like a little web series or something, where she explained 
um, that she always hates reunions. And the quote was, it makes my stomach turn whenever I go into a reunion because I hate arguing with people and I always know that it's going to be a complete back and forth. This year especially because it was a lot of people that were just coming for my neck and I didn't realize it. She did watch the episodes back, obviously, and she said so many people on the show had a lot of things to say that I didn't know was happening when I was standing around. So obviously that's got to be addressed. I mean, I could only assume that she's talking about the episode with her and Marlo, which did get kind of heated, and I think it's going to continue in this next week. She said, The argument went way out of hand between Marlo and I. It was very disrespectful on both parts. We both were going at each other, and Marlo always says that she feels like she can go below the belt with people. I don't know why she feels like it's supposed to be acceptable coming from her. I know some people feel like, oh, well, I have to stay above. No, not me. If you come that way with me, you're going to get what you came for. I'm not above it at all. She also said, I don't really think that that's for me when uh, she was asked about the possibility of joining a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. And she said, it's not that I, it, and it's not that I think there's anything wrong with it. I just feel like the people who I would have probably saw myself being on with already have done it, like Cynthia or Kenya. And that was all she had to say about that. Definitely think that this season of Atlanta is interesting i i can't decide almost like if i don't like it or if i like it because you know i'm kind of waiting for something to happen um the cast works together like i feel like there is that you know genuine uh camaraderie within the group and it's not forced similar like you know it's not it's not forced how orange county is or it wasn't forced how new york kind of started to feel so i think that Atlanta is succeeding in that way where they do have, you know, genuine friendships in there, but I just can't decide if like, I don't know if maybe it just wasn't interesting enough this year for me, but I guess we'll kind of wait and see at the reunion. Um, I mean, obviously I think that a change is good every once in a while and they did make a major change, you know, by getting rid of Portia, by getting rid of Cynthia. So, uh, you know, I'm willing to give this cast another shot maybe what we need is like one or two more housewives i think the six is you know good sometimes but you look at a cast like beverly hills that has nearly 10 ladies with friends and um i feel like they're succeeding really well i mean some of the housewives kind of fade into the background a little bit but i don't know i think that atlanta has potential and the ratings are still high, which is good, but I did a poll on my Instagram and a lot of people were saying that they kind of felt iffy about it. So I guess we'll wait and see how it looks like towards the end of the season. Moving on over to Beverly Hills, uh, I have a recent appearance that Sutton did on E's Daily Pop, where she recalls the moment that Erica told Garcelle's 14-year-old son, Jax, to get the fuck out of here at Garcelle's birthday party. And she said, basically, that she thinks that there's a lot of unfinished business between Erica and Garcelle, and she believes that Erica owes Garcelle a bigger apology for cursing at her son. Sutton says that she should have confronted Erica right then and there if she had... Oh, I'm sorry. Sutton said that she would have confronted Erica right then and there if she had witnessed the incident. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it's easy to say that after the situation happens, but I think it, the, you know, I mean, you look at somebody like Dorit who was sitting right there and could have said something. Even Crystal was very coy about it. You know, I think that no one really understood the severity of the situation until it had already happened and feelings were already hurt. Um, 
But Sutton, anyway, Sutton said, if I had been there and she had said that, that was not going to go down well with me. I was very angry when I heard that she had said that. I apologize 80 times, so I think a bigger apology. I mean, Garcelle is very gracious and she accepted the apology, but just totally inappropriate. And as for her own issues with Erica, Sutton said, Erica and I are just always at in a standstill, so it is what it is. And on the other hand, Sutton's friendship with Garcelle is thriving. She said, she's so fun and easy. I just adore her. We just are ourselves. So I love that people love to watch us together. She also said, when we're in the group, we're sort of like, who are they talking about? So then when we're alone, we can just be ourselves and relax and have fun. Because it gets very tense when all eight of us are together. I, I can't really quite figure out Erica and Sutton's friendship this year. Like, I can't decide if they're friends because they've had some moments where they're kind of like, just, you know, shooting the shit, you know, like you never really notice they're kind of in the background or doing whatever. I mean, Sutton is kind of carrying the season so far. I mean, she's been a topic every single week. She's just, you know, getting herself into trouble and everything. So, um, but yeah, I can't quite figure out, you know, if Erica and Sutton are meant to be friends or not. I mean, they have these really rough moments and I feel like after the fact, Sutton always acts like she's big and tough, but in the moment, she's not really that big and tough and she kind of shuts down. So that's where I feel like she lacks a little bit, but I don't know. Moving on from that, Crystal claps back at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills OG Camille after she apparently dissed her on Twitter. Previously reported, um, not by me, but just by a bunch of different outlets, Camille recently called Crystal boring on Twitter. The exact tweet says, boring Crystal storyline, ugh, reach for a storyline. That's what she said back in June. So now weeks later, Crystal is throwing some shade of her own where she chatted with Entertainment Tonight and told Camille to get a job. She also said, it's not my style. I'm a very busy person. So maybe she should just get busier, get a job. I don't know. Camille eventually backtracked on her original diss and clarified what about Crystal she finds boring. And she said, I didn't say she was boring, but the so-called dark storyline was stop stirring. She also said in a separate comment that she's very pretty. Um, I mean, Crystal's, (laughs) I feel like Camille is just a mess on Twitter, so it kind of speaks for itself, but I mean, gotta hand it to her for always feeling like she needs to say her piece on Twitter. I don't know. Some, some ex-housewives do that a lot. (laughs) So something interesting kind of happened on Teddy and Tamara's podcast the other day. So they, they had, um, Real Housewives of Orange County, uh, Megan King, and she appeared on, you know, one of the episodes where Tamara wasn't on there, so it was kind of like a, you know, co-hosting or guest host, whatever you might, whatever you want to call it, where she basically dished on everything from her ex-husband Jim to Vicky's prediction their marriage wouldn't last more than five years. <laughs> so Teddy showed Megan a copy of the invitation for Jim's wedding to his fiance Courtney, and... Megan was essentially blindsided by Teddy's reveal, but it turns out that Jim and Courtney were even more shocked. After the podcast episode went live, Jim actually texted Teddy to question her about how she obtained a copy of his and Courtney's wedding invite. The couple suspected that Megan had sent Teddy a copy of the invite, and Teddy denied that Megan shared the invite with her and insisted that she received it via a DM on Instagram. Jim and Courtney found that hard to believe because they only mailed 18 invites to their guests, yet Teddy insisted that she blindsided Megan with the save the date after obtaining it on Instagram. 
Teddy went on to share her text exchange with Jim and Courtney on Instagram saying, Oof, Jim, Jimmy is so angry. Tried to apologize. In the text exchange, Jim went on to demand Teddy show receipts of the DM where she received a copy of the invite. However, the um, Teddy refused to out the person who sent the message. So I will read you guys the text right here. Just trying to find it. Um, so basically, Jim said, did Megan send you that invitation? Hard to believe that out of the 18 we sent to our close friends, one found its way to you. And Teddy said, she did not. I blindsided her. I got a DM with it when I posted on Instagram saying, what questions do you all have for Megan? And he said, show me. And she said, I'm not going to out the person, but I give you my word. I will happily have Courtney on the pod to discuss and apologize for showing it. And he said, show me the DM without the person's name on it then. I don't believe anything that comes out of my ex's mouth, so how should I trust you? And why would she want to come on your podcast after you literally just laughed at our so-called wedding invitation that you read completely wrong on the air? And And she said, I'm not going to fight with you. And the invite was also posted on someone's Insta story. I can apologize, but that's where I leave it. And this part of the text message was cut off, but it says, I feel bad for you and your family if that's how you're making a living from getting kicked off a fake reality show. Have a nice life, piece of shit. Do you know what people think of you? That's sad that you're trying to bring other people down. I won't have any more of it. Good luck. And Teddy said, goodbye, Jim. You are welcome to have Courtney come on and I'll apologize to her. That's where I will leave it. And he said, we would not stoop so low. And it's Courtney, by the way. And he um, corrected her in the spelling of Courtney's name. (laughs) Teddy also captioned her screenshot of Jim's text message saying, If making a joke about an invite on a pod gets him this upset, yikes. PSA to angry men. This ain't it. Meanwhile, during Megan's appearance on the podcast, Teddy gave... um, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Megan actually gave her former co-star Vicky props for correctly predicting that her marriage to Jim would only last five years. Teddy said, do you have any residual resentment towards Vicky because she said your marriage was going to end within five years and then it ended within four years and one day? And Megan replied, no, no, it was five years to the day we went out for our anniversary dinner and the next day it ended. I got to give props to Vicky. We can hate on her all we want, but she was right. I thought it was funny that she actually gave <laughs> gave Vicky props on that. Um, I mean, I can't believe that Jim was sending these messages to Teddy and then also calling her a piece of shit. I mean, it's just so trashy and classless. I mean, who talks to a woman like that over text? Like, literally, grow up. Um, definitely stupid. And he's saying, how did the wedding invite get out there? Gee, I don't know, maybe because you're a public figure and, you know, you shouldn't trust, you know, 18 of your closest friends or whatever. I'm sure somebody would have posted it or it got out there somehow. Um, I don't believe for a second that Megan was the one who got it. Um, I think it's weird that he's, like, so set on that. And the way he talks about her is just gross. I mean, like, yuck. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just kind of gross. So... If you haven't already heard by now, you probably are living under a rock. But former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Taylor Armstrong, who recently appeared on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip X-Wives Club, is the first housewife, she's making history, the first housewife to switch franchises. She is moving over to Orange County, or I should say returning to our screens within Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm assuming she's going to be a friend of, but... 
you know, it's honestly too early to tell. I mean, we'll really know more once the season has wrapped because that's usually when they decide who makes the cut for full time. And right now it's just rumored, but she is confirmed to be joining the Real Housewives of Orange County alongside Tamara. I'm really excited to see how she does on this franchise. I mean, I know she lives in Orange County now, so it's going to be interesting to see her. I mean, we haven't really seen her. You know, we saw her on Ultimate Girls Trip, but we haven't really seen her personal story or anything like that in years since, you know, the early seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I'm definitely excited to have some new blood on Orange County, but also like, you know, giving us that vintage feel. I mean, I think that's what Orange County is lacking. So I'm really excited whether she's a friend of or a full-time housewife, I welcome it and I'm excited for it. So you're probably wondering because with Erica, she doesn't really, you know, respond to a lot of stuff on the show via Instagram or Twitter like some of the other housewives tend to do or at least this year she's not really doing that and um, with the recent episodes showing her you know disparaging comments about Crystal's eating disorder you're probably wondering if she's kind of responded to any of this backlash that she is getting because she is getting a lot of it and while she hasn't responded on social media she did explain herself a little bit during the after show on bravotv.com and youtube and i have the clip for you here she basically says crystal has told us about it and she's been very open on instagram and social media about her eating disorder and when i was going through my mental health stuff i reached out to a psychiatrist to help me i reached out and got treated i couldn't understand why crystal when i asked her this she said no she also elaborated by saying, if something was occupying that much of my life, if she's struggling this hard with an eating disorder, telling us about it, going on, honey, you have the means, you're educated, you have the access, why not seek professional help? As for Crystal, she revealed that she did not seek professional treatment for her eating disorder. She said, I have, oh, I'm sorry, she did reveal that she did seek professional treatment, not didn't, she did. I have had treatment in the past. I've talked to people in the past. I currently talk to someone. It's an ongoing thing. This is what she explained on the after show. She also noted that she wasn't offended by Erica's comments, surprisingly. She said, even someone like Erica, who's very choice in her manners, her words and stuff like that, there are some topics that can feel awkward for people, and I think that this was one for them. Um, or I'm sorry, this was one of them. And when it comes to Erica's laxative comments, she said, I think it was more triggering that as she's saying these things, that she doesn't know that it could be hurtful. Had that been something that I had an issue with, it could have been really bad for me. I mean, obviously it was horrible for Erica to even say that. Um, she clearly doesn't know anything about having an eating disorder and, um, she was clearly intoxicated. Um, that's just my opinion from watching the show. I mean, it's it's disappointing, but um, I'm sure she's going to answer for it at the reunion. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm, Andy's not going to let her hold that one down, so it'll be interesting to watch that play out. So, friend of the Housewives, Cherie Zampino, uh, while she may be the new girl on the block, she's already coming for Kyle. <laughs> um, she did a recent interview with E! News where she said, I like Kyle, but sometimes I think Kyle needs to sit down somewhere. She's an OG. She's been on every season. She's very connected to the show, but she acts as the moderator. Another instance that proved Cherie's point was when there was a showdown between Sutton, Diana, and Garcelle at um, Garcelle's birthday party. 
According to Cherie, Kyle jumped in once again to play referee between the ladies. She said, why are you even here? I didn't understand. I don't think they needed that. Sometimes you need somebody to come in and be a moderator. And I mean, she's got the experience. She's got the knowledge and the information. But it's not always necessary. We don't always need a moderator. And when it comes to the upcoming drama in Aspen, Cherie confesses that she doesn't have much to say as she was sleeping soundly during one of the trip's major incidents. And she said, Garcelle and I had the foresight to take our butts back to the house. So I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. Definitely excited to see that. Um, I definitely think that Kyle acts as a moderator a lot of the times. And I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how she holds herself on the show. Do I think that she is a good housewife? I, I think so. I mean, I know she gets a lot of hate on social media, but to me, she's an OG. And um, you guys know how I feel about OGs. I really enjoy them. Um, I've always said that I feel like Kyle, time and time again, even though she says that she's, you know, considered walking away, I truly feel that she will go with Beverly Hills, similar to Teresa. I feel like, you know, Kyle will will hold down Beverly Hills until the end of it, which I hope is never because I love it. But um, I, I think that, you know, even though she says it all the time, I think that she's not going anywhere. So... People just kind of have to get used to it. I would be shocked if she leaves. Let's just say that. Closing off with Beverly Hills, Rinna was recently on Watch What Happens Live for the first time for this new season, where she admitted that she regrets not having more empathy for her former co-star Lisa Vanderpump's uh, brother's death. She admitted that prior to the death of LVP's brother, Mark, she didn't even know that Lisa had a brother, despite the two knowing each other for nearly a decade. She said, I think grief is, I'm sorry to say that, grief is horrible. Grief is really tough, and until you're in those shoes, you can't really understand it. So if I could offer even more empathy, I would now, being in my shoes. She also shared her thoughts on Erica getting served papers for the $50 million lawsuit at LAX as they returned home from a trip to Hawaii, which was previously reported on here. Andy noted that he'd never seen Rinna run away from the camera so fast. <laughs> and Rinna said, it's really kind of funny. It's really true. She said, it was like 11 o'clock at night and we just didn't expect that. And this woman pretended she was a fan. She said, Erica, I love you so much. Can I have a selfie with both of you? And I was like over it and I didn't want to take a selfie. I had my mask on and I kept walking, which kind of sounds kind of rude. Um, <laughs> and Rinna revealed that neither of them had any idea the woman was there to serve Erica with the lawsuit. And the next thing I know, I started to feel this commotion and I look back and Erica's got these papers in her hand and I'm like, I'm just walking. I'm boring. I'm getting out. That's all I can tell you. Horrible. And she also noted that she and Erica had separate cars. So she said that was the part of the problem. The cars weren't there, so we had to walk across the street. So anyways, um, it's, I mean, it was interesting watching Rinna on Watch What Happens Live because not only did she, you know, admit that she should have had empathy for, you know, Lisa Vanderpump, she also said that she, or she agrees that she's a disaster on social media, which time and time again, she, um, you know, is. So <laughs> I feel like, um, I'm sure she's going to get called out for it at the reunion, which should be good. I mean, Rinna is one of those people for me where I, you know, I love her. She's iconic. And, um, I message her on Instagram, you know, every now and then, and she's always so sweet to me on, on DMs and stuff. But, um, but I struggle with her sometimes on the show because I feel like she goes in circles sometimes. And then on social media, she says one thing, but then on the show, she says another. And it would be interesting to see her step down to a friend role for a little bit. 
Um, just because I feel like she's so involved sometimes where she doesn't need to be. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It would be interesting to see that kind of shake up, I, th I think. Moving on over to Orange County, Vicky did a recent Instagram Live, and she insisted that Heather doesn't respect her as a founding cast member of the original Housewives franchise. And an unknown voice in the Instagram Live asked Vicky, was Heather a dud, in your opinion, this season? And she replied, this season? Um, I have nothing against Heather. I don't think Heather respects me. She said, I think she was a little off because she didn't have an anchor to keep her grounded. I have nothing against Heather, but I don't think she really likes me or respects me. So because she was supposed to have saved last season, but I don't think that worked. Um, she also responded with a laugh and said, it didn't work, did it? Um, I think it worked, but the cast last season was just weird. I mean, you kind of, you plant Heather in... And it's it's kind of like she had real no real connection besides Shannon because she had filmed with Shannon before, so it was kind of weird, um, and it wasn't authentic. And so putting somebody like Tamra back into the mix is interesting because Tamra knows Heather and Tamra knows Shannon, and you know Taylor knows Tamra, and so it's just I feel like it was the right time because obviously OC needs all the help it can get. But then also it was like kind of misguided in the casting a little bit. So I hope this year we can get it right because OC needs to survive. It's the last, well, no, it's not the last, but it's the first ever Housewives franchise and it needs to last. It needs to be seen through. So we need to keep the legacy going. So Shannon is best friends with Jeff Lewis, who was recently on Watch What Happens Live and said something pretty interesting. Um, he was asked, I can't remember if it was by... Andy or whoever, but basically the question was, do you believe Sh Shannon and John Jansen are meant to last forever? And he stumbled getting his words out, not wanting to cause issues with his, you know, friend, Shannon. And he said, God, no, I don't. And this answer actually shocked everyone from Andy to the audience and to his fellow guest, Cynthia Bailey from Atlanta Housewives. However, they all quickly moved on before Jeff could elaborate he previously raved about Shannon's um, relationship with John while appearing on a Watch What Happens Live with with Shannon. So his comments about the relationship not lasting, having nothing to do with not liking John, um, he basically, you know, when they were first on together, he said that it was John was his drinking buddy, and he said, I love John Jansen. Are you kidding? He's great. So it's definitely confusing, and I'm sure that's going to cause some kind of, you know, stir, whatever. But um, I've never really thought about that. I feel like... I'm so used to Shannon being with John. Um, last season we saw him a little bit, but I I don't pay attention too much to their relationship, so I don't know. I feel like they're fine. She doesn't really talk about her relationship that much with him, so I don't know. Anyways, going back to Vicky real quick, because I forgot to share this earlier. Vicky did do an interview with OK Magazine where she basically talks about Tamara's return to Real Housewives of Orange County for season 17 and shared her feelings about everything from Tamara returning to TV to her issues with the current housewives. And according to Vicky, she was the first to learn about Tamara's return to OC. Initially, after learning about Tamara's return, Vicky thought her phone was going to ring with an offer to return as well, but that never happened. 
Vicky said, she said, I want you to be the first to know. I started crying immediately. There was buzz out there about her return, but there was also buzz out there about mine. I thought my phone's going to ring next. And then I asked her if she was asked for a friend or full-time role. And she goes, they want me back full-time. I thought, okay, well, I have to be happy for it. She really wants it bad. She's so good on TV. Vicky also said, I'm going to miss filming with her. It was tough. It was good that we both got fired at the same time. But then I thought we'd be hired back at the same time. I don't really know what Bravo's long-term goal is. I just have to take it as it comes. And as for her issues with uh, Shannon, Heather, Emily, and Gina, she admits that she has an idea of what's missing. She said, I still wonder what Bravo is seeing in their story. What is their story? What is their life without the show? What do they do? We're supposed to be filming our reality, our reality that is not just going to dinner and fighting with other women. Our reality is who we are as a person. I just have never gotten into their life very well either. They shield it. I'm proud of my career and I'm proud of what I've built. Now, I wanted to share this with you guys because I fully agree with Vicky on this. And I know despite what some people may think of Vicky, I think, you know, that's a lot to say because she is the OG of the OC and also the OG of Housewives. And hearing her say that without, you know, really being, I think that's like a really honest answer as an audience member too. Um, I find myself really questioning why, you know, Orange County is still on with this current cast. And um, I will say, you know, like I keep saying on this podcast, I do have hope, but some of these women, I feel like they're on the show because they're just, that's their, that's their job. Like they don't have anything else. And I think what we all really like about Housewives is that a lot of these people lead really interesting lives. They have six different careers. They're juggling all these different things. And we like to be there for the for the ride. The drama is usually just a sprinkle of what we get to see. And of course, it's juicy and we love to see the drama. But we also like to see people with very interesting lives. And I look at people like, I'm going to leave Heather out of it because I think that she is just fabulous. I think she's interesting to watch on TV. Um, I, you know, I disagree with Vicky there where I feel like she is the person that should be on OC because, you know, when I think of her and her big ass house right on the water in Orange County, um, or, you know, in Newport beach or wherever she lives down there, that's what I think of for Orange County. Um, do I think of people like Shannon? Yes, but I don't feel like Shannon is that interesting enough. Like what is going on in her life? What is she so busy doing? Nothing really. Um, You look at somebody like Emily, um, who's a lawyer. We don't really get to see much of her work. All we kind of see is her family life and what's going on with that, which is, it's interesting, but it can get repetitive. And Gina, you know, we don't really see much of her. I think that she isn't afraid to get into the drama, but, um, but what is going on in her life? Like, you know, she's, it's kind of like, being a housewife is her job. And that's where I feel like Bravo is lacking in the casting. Um, and same with like Noella. I mean, she kind of joined at a really weird time. I think that she um, kind of thought that she was, you know, I thought I thought personally she was going to get another season, but um, she didn't. So I, I think that it's, it's, you know, I think Vicky is spot on. Without rambling too much, I think that what OC needs is a group of really interesting women um, who lead busy lives who are not afraid to ruffle some feathers but don't make the whole show about going to dinner and playing a he said she said game because uh, that just gets repetitive and boring so closing off with jersey got some 
you know, draining tea for you here. Um, <laughs> it was all over social media and everything. But anyways, let's start with Marge. So on the last pod, I talked to you guys about basically what is supposedly going to be happening this next season on New Jersey with Margaret and her ex-best friend. If you have not listened to that previous podcast episode, I recommend going back and listening to everything that I talk about because it will give you some context moving forward. So after those reports were published, Margaret's text messages were leaked on social media and in a group text message, Margaret slammed Laura as a snake and a beast after she learned her former BFF was trying to get on the show. Initially, Marge tried for years to have production cast Laura on the show, but after countless acts of betrayal, she no longer wanted her former BFF involved. Um, so I'm, he, I have here uh, the text messages shared by Demoy on Instagram. So here it is. Um, follow up to earlier submissions regarding Margaret and her childhood friend falling out being brought up during season 13 filming. Margaret's friend who is a hot topic this season is Laura Morosca Jensen. This is a text that was sent by Margaret to her friends calling Laura a beast and a snake after Margaret went behind her back to stop her from getting on the show. Laura supposedly met with Jennifer and Teresa after counts, countless acts of betrayal from Marge in addition to her shopping or I'm sorry, in addition to her stopping Laura from getting on the show, Margaret didn't like that. Laura met with them. So Margaret's text right here says, um, and I believe this is a group text message to the entire cast of New Jersey. And it says, happy Sunday, everyone. I am so sorry to write this, but Laura Jensen, who is on, oh, oh yeah, wait, I don't know. Um, I don't know who this is sent to. Hold on, let me find out before I write. Um, whatever. This is a group message sent to whoever. I don't even know, but it's from March. <laughs> um, she said, happy Sunday, everyone. I am so sorry to write this, but Laura Jensen, who is on this group text and I have brought into our group, has unfortunately attempted to insert herself in my employment and contacted and met with my castmates, Jennifer Aiden, to undermine me. If you choose to associate with her, please do not include me. I know this is very housewives of me, but we should all know when there is a snake in the group. I hope none of you revealed anything to this beast. After Margaret messaged Demoy to clarify some things before urging the outlet to put up the real truth, she said um, to Demoy, Hi, I sent that text to a group with her on it. I'm up front and have nothing with casting, unfortunately. I pushed for her for two years. They didn't want her, so she thought... She she thought try to be an, so she thought to try to be an enemy put up the real truth meanwhile another source claims that marge didn't like how laura was introduced on the show she said she's really upset about the new girl uh being introduced on the show and how their scenes are being filmed she doesn't want to be around her it was weird how they were openly talking about this is what a second insider explained so if you look at these reports closely, there one insider hints that Laura has been filming for season 13 and then will have some role on the show. And the source also claims that Laura was estranged from the cast on the plane ride back to Jersey from Dublin. These claims are not confirmed at this point as pictures from the trip don't include Laura and it's unclear if Laura has filmed any scenes for season 13. But the text messages seem kind of fishy. So I'm just telling you guys this to watch out. And um, pay attention. If you see this Laura person, that's the context. <laughs> Moving on from that, Dina Manzo is shutting down the rumor after she posted some cryptic messages about walking away on her Instagram story as Teresa and Louie tied the knot on Saturday, August 6th. 
It's no secret that Deanna skipped Teresa and Louis' wedding. Rumor has it that there has been a major falling out between Teresa and Dina. However, a New Jersey insider says that that's not the case at all and that Dina's decision not to attend the wedding has more to do with the cameras than anything else. Apparently, um, a source spoke with All About the Real Housewives last month and said Dina is uncomfortable with the cameras and told Teresa to begin with that. If the wedding is taped, Dina will not attend the wedding. Teresa understands and knew that from the beginning. They are both very supportive of each other and Teresa respects Dina's wishes of not being around while the cameras are on. Dina is in a different place in her life and wants nothing to do with the cameras. Teresa is not upset, and they remain close friends and supportive of one another. The reason people were thinking that there was like a falling out was hours before Teresa and Louis tied the knot, she posted several spiritual posts that included quotes about letting go and having the courage to know when to end things. And fans quickly picked up on the quotes and wondered if Dina was throwing shade at Teresa. Well, Dina quickly clarified her post and insisted that she... That that wasn't the case at all. A fan commented on Dina's Instagram saying that she found those cryptic, cryptic messages on your story a little odd considering the timing. And said, I hope if there was a falling out, you work it out. That's a long friendship to give up on. And Dina replied, maybe if you followed me, you would know I post those daily. There's life outside of reality TV. So, um... She's yet to share a post to congratulate Teresa and Louis, which is kind of odd, but I don't know. Maybe she's just not too focused on that right now. Definitely, um, I you know, once I heard her kind of comment on that and I heard about the cameras, it kind of started to make a little bit more sense. So this is all speculation, or I don't know if it's from an insider or whatever, but a source previously told all about the Real Housewives, um, basically while the New Jersey Housewives while we're filming their season 13 finale. Um, I, I think New Jersey is basically known at this point for family brawls and high stake drama. So Teresa, you know, has her infamous table flip and season three kicked off with Joe Judice and Joe Gorga getting charged, charging after each other at the baptism. And, um, and you know, how could we forget them also fighting, uh, during, <laughs> during that retreat that they did. It's just, there's been so many different family brawls. Anyways, um, I guess while the cast filmed the season 13 finale episode Thursday, which was just a few days before Teresa's wedding, at the party, Melissa Gorga blamed Teresa for a rumor about her allegedly cheating on Joe coming to light on camera. And um, basically the source is saying that Louis was upset that Teresa was the one being blamed and Joe Gorga ended up charging at Louis to the point that they had to be restrained. Now, more details are coming out about this fight saying um, a source has spoke with the son and said Joe charged at Louis during filming after long simmering tensions came to a head. Louis was upset that Joe's wife, Melissa, unfairly blamed Teresa for spreading rumors about her marriage, but Teresa and Louis only talked to Joe about these rumors off-camera to protect them. Another source revealed that Joe and Louis had to be fully restrained by security while filming. Somehow, a physical brawl broke out, but security stopped it from escalating further. Um, I mean, this definitely doesn't sound surprising, given Joe Gorga's temper. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know... Uh, I mean, let's hope for our sake it is, because, I mean, Jersey is just so wild, and I honestly can't wait. <laughs> I feel like Jersey never disappoints. <laughs> so you're probably wondering, you know, you, you need more information. What's the context? There's not much out there right now. There is a lot of speculation, but I will read the speculation, because why not? Um, Melissa and Joe uh, 
obviously, did not attend the wedding of Teresa and Louis on Saturday, August 6th. The, you know, Joe and Melissa obviously were invited to the wedding, but a recent incident seems to have caused a major rift in the Gorga Judice family. So an insider spoke with Page Six that said they were invited and there was a very tense Housewives finale filmed earlier this week. When it comes to that tense finale, rumor has it that a cheating allegation came to light that night, which caused some major drama between the four of them. And um, at the event, apparently, a cheating rumor came to light thanks to newbie Danielle Cabral, who brought it up on camera. The rumor was originally told to Teresa and Jennifer off camera by Margaret's former BFF, Laura Jensen, who is not on the show. And it's unknown how Danielle found out about the rumor or why Louis got involved in the drama. As for the rumor, it involved Melissa allegedly cheating on Joe, and according to a claim, a friend allegedly caught Melissa making out with a married man in a car during a night out in New York City. After being caught, the man quickly shut the door and told Marge they agreed to never speak about it again since Melissa and the man are both married. Marge then told her former BFF, Laura, who eventually spilled the beans to Jennifer and Teresa after her falling out with Marge. The source notes, Teresa wanted nothing to do with the info. She just wanted peace before her wedding. Meanwhile, Joe and Melissa threw some shade at Teresa on the night of her wedding, or I'm sorry, the night before, and Joe wrote in an Instagram story featuring a photo of him with Melissa's side of the family, blood doesn't make you family. And Melissa, on the other hand, shared a video of her family with the caption, God blessed me with an amazing family. Um... I don't want to give my full opinion on this yet because, again, we don't really know what's going on. This is just all speculation at this point. But it sounds really insane. And, um, (laughs) I mean, it's going to be crazy, I will say. Like, as a viewer, I'm kind of excited. But as a reviewer, (laughs) I'm not because um, I feel like I've wasted so much of my podcast time with you guys talking about the Gorga Judice family. But, um... I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll kind of find out what's going to happen on this upcoming season, but I just wanted to spill the tea with y'all, you know, (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) Well, my friends, we have reached the end of the ultimate breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. Here is your flash filming update. Atlanta is currently still airing on Sundays and the reunion was filmed yesterday. So should be getting a finale soon, maybe in a couple more weeks. Beverly Hills is currently still airing on Wednesdays, and the reunion is getting ready to be filmed. I believe it's next week or the week after, so um, their season is coming close to an end as well. Um, Miami has wrapped, and we are still waiting for a premiere date for that or a trailer or anything. Uh, New Jersey has wrapped filming, and Teresa's Wedding will be getting, I believe, a four-part special spinoff. I don't know if it's an addition to the season or if it's like an actual spinoff, but cameras were there and it was filmed, and um, so we will get to see that unfold. And obviously the season was finished filming as well, so I would assume that we'd be getting that probably early next year. Um, New York, uh, (laughs) there were some some casting updates today or yesterday and i did post them on my instagram um they're rumored of course but um you can head over to my instagram story uh i believe it should still be up there and you can kind of check out the cast for yourself if not you can check out tv deets on instagram they have the details as well and um that would be for the reboot not for the legacy so um that would be the new cast and i have to say that i was impressed with the lineup they had so i really hope that that's who they pick because Yes. Um, (laughs) No word yet on the uh, update for 
the Legacy cast. Orange County has begun filming. I believe they're two weeks into filming now. And we do have that confirmed cast of Heather, Shannon, Tamara, Taylor, uh, Gina, Emily, and I believe there is going to be two other housewives. So two or I think one or two. So look out for that. And uh, Real House House of Potomac has yet to wrap. I believe they're still filming. And there is some rumblings in the castings that I'm hearing. Um, Sharice could be making a return, OG of Potomac. So I don't know if that's true yet. I will let you guys know if I found out more information on that. Uh, Real House of Salt Lake City has wrapped. And uh, I don't yet know. I think the premiere might be a winter premiere. I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, Real Housewives of Dubai is still airing on Wednesdays, and the reunion has been filmed, so we could be reaching the end of the season really soon. Vanderpump Rules is currently still filming, Summer House is currently still filming, and yeah, I believe that is all of our shows. Yes, it's a long list of shows. <laughs> um, and oh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 has finished filming, but I don't know when it's going to be streaming, uh, probably early next year. Um, which will be great because there'll be a lot of housewife shows to watch at once. Very exciting. So yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.